This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Lanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. JR, how's it going? Good, man. How are you guys? Good to see you. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. We've met in person and now we're taking care of business over the internets. Absolutely, so yeah. the, <laughs> interwebs. Gotta, the, the interwebs, the interwebs, man. it's, it's weird. Cause usually <laughs> it's the other way around, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. right. Um, listen, man, we start things off usually by asking what your origin story sort of looks like. What kind of examples of work ethic, professionalism, uh, professions did you have growing up around you? Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, I came from a, a history of my father was in the lighting business for 40 plus years. I kind of grew up in it and uh, he was not home very much because he traveled to build his business. And um, I, I didn't want anything to do with the lighting business at all, even though it was kind of the legacy of my my family. Went to school to be a pilot uh right about the time i was about to graduate september 11th happened and a lot of the flight regulations changed and at the same time i was also a district manager uh, of carmite cinemas and um carl and mike that started carmite cinemas uh, they sold out to an investment company about the same time and they were about to uh, let go of a lot of their um, district managers and um i had saw some of the writing, writing on the wall that I was about to be next. And um, I'd gotten a business degree and obviously a piloting degree. Um, and I decided to give my dad a shout and said, hey, um, what, what about this whole lighting thing that I don't want anything to do with? Uh, what about if I come talk to you and see how this thing goes? And I was there for about 22 years in different facets of the lighting business. I worked where he was um, hanging lights, just started like learning how to electricity really and um went from there to being an outside salesman um doing high-end residential lighting design and then went to owning a lighting company that that represents a bunch of different lighting manufacturers and then um me and my ex-wife that that owned this company together we got divorced different personal reasons for that and um went on to be on the manufacturing side. So I worked for the largest lighting manufacturer in the world up to just a couple months ago when I decided to um, do a little something different. And um, I, I have two young girls and I wanted to do something to leave a legacy with them. And I decided that I always wanted to kind of jump into this whole entrepreneurial spirit and also be able to leave them a legacy and also really get out of the lighting business. I didn't really have a passion for it. No, I was pretty good at it. So I went and actually bought a couple of, Firehouse Subs, believe it or not, franchise locations. And I uh, also started a little small remodeling construction business. And then me and uh, a friend of mine who has been on this show before, Matt Russell, um, we we he started a company and I bought into a ownership with co-ownership with him. And so I went from zero companies to four this year um, with that whole entrepreneurial mindset. So, um, you know, really trying to. 
yeah. do something that I could uh, leave a legacy <laughs> for my, my daughters in the process too. So that's kind of where this all kind of left. That's where I'm at today. I mean, that's how you do it, man. That yeah. is how you do business. Wow. Talk about a journey. And, and you, you had hunkered down and went ahead and threw yourself in wholeheartedly invested into something you knew you didn't want to do, but it, apparently taught you a few things about business. Is that accurate? Fair to say? It did. It taught me how to be a leader. It taught me how to, um, honestly, I think the most important thing it did, it, it got me into the large corporate America world and, and see the goods and the bads and ugly of that, if you will. And I um, realized that um, I, I didn't want to be in a scenario where I worked so hard for someone else's dreams and then really inside of someone else's dreams, that I didn't really believe in ethically or morally, or again, I didn't have a passion for. So I told my wife, I said, if, um, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur. And she's like, well, if you don't do it now, you're not going to ever do it. And so here I am. So yes, it's been a, a wild year. Well, before we go any further, I want to check in with Jason because I know he's loving this story. Yeah, it's it's an amazing story of transition, right? right. It's a transitional story of going through things and figuring out, well, do I love this? Do I hate this? It's okay. It makes, it's it's making me a living, but there's this like hole right here in your chest and you know, it's there and you've been ignoring it forever. And then you filled it this year. So that's awesome, man. I mean, you know, especially to go from all of that, to transitioning into having what you have now, especially big brand names, right? I mean, yeah. that's that's good stuff. It's you're living a dream that most people will never even get to. They'll never even get to like the the wheels on the car to start that, right? Yeah. Um, I truly and, believe that um, you can't walk through one door if you don't take your foot out of the old door. That makes sense. Or close the door behind you. And I, I've been living with one foot in and one foot out for a long time. And like I said, I told my wife, I said, I, I, now's the time. She's like, okay, I believe in you. And I know the the mindset that you have and the, the leadership skills you have. And 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 we can we can do it. She has a, a job that's that's you know that's able to uh function for us from a family perspective with this um you know while this whole thing is is getting up and running and it's going so far so good it's been a couple months in and it's been really really strong that's, that's a key thing yeah yeah it's a key thing to highlight right there right yeah. is you have a support structure around you that that is willing to support you absolutely absolutely yeah, I mean, my, my kids now, it's funny every time they, they meet somebody new, they introduce, uh, hey, I'm, I'm JR, and this is my daughters. And the first thing they do, I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old, my four-year-old goes, he's the firehouse guy. Well, yeah, that's, that's me. That's me. So it's funny. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, man. I mean, for me, that's definitely the pinnacle of business success is doing something in a way where you know it's setting you on the trajectory for where you want to be, right? Because a lot of people, uh, and I in particular fall into this uh, fault, and I'm sure I'm not the only one where if, like, if I'm not even there yet, 
that's the problem where what I've, what I'm learning just from being with Jason on many of these conversations, it's about, it's about like, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey is as cliche as that sounds. And, you know, your journey has been insane, but now that you're on this trajectory, I can see the difference between when you were talking about what you've been through versus where you are now and how excited you are about that. And I feel like that's important, right? Because that's an indication that you're on the right path. And I mean, that's the all-time high. So if you could go back, knowing what you know now about where you are right now and speak to yourself that day that you made that call before you went in and said, hey, you know that thing that I didn't want to do anything with? Tell me all about it. Knowing what you know now, uh, having lived on the other side of that, what would you have said to that person there who was about to make that decision and did actually make that decision? Well, that's a great question because I can tell you I was at a place, again, I, you know, had gone through schooling to learn a specific trade. And, and then I was also, you know, had a job as a, uh, as a, as a, as a leader, if you will, of a couple of different uh, movie theater chain uh, businesses and all that was just kind of taken out from under me and, and whether right or wrong or, or my decision or, or, or my function or reasonings for that or whatever, the, the main thing was I was so down and depressed. I thought that I had no other choice didn't just to do something I did not want to do, but I had to. And now I look back on it going, you just kind of take the leap of faith. If you have something you want to do, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to be a business leader, if you want to be an executive somewhere, if you have that, that idea or that mindset or that want to, you, you got to find something you have a passion for and you got to just step out in faith. I mean, it, it's not something you can just, you know, slow into, or, or you just got to step out there, you know? There's always a choice. Is what you're, There's yeah, always a choice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a hell of an answer, man. Especially, especially because like you said, you thought you had no choice. And now that you're on the other side, you're like, you know, what? if I would have just had some faith and um, but that's the hardest part, right? That's the mm-hmm. hardest part is to take steps towards things you cannot even see yet. That's a, uh... well, I th- you know, I, I'm a big sports fan and <clears throat> I love golf and I love watching football. And you always hear about golfers who miss three foot putts because they have the yips or the field goal kicker that can't hit a 30 yard field goal because they've had the yips. And what it comes down to is they've seen themselves fail so many times and they're scared to do it again. Now I was, and I just got to a point where like, I, if I fail, okay, I fail. I, I can't not do it just because I'm scared of failing. I, I you know, I, I, um, I teach, uh, I'm also a pastor of a pretty large church in Nashville here where I live. And what I've, what I've learned uh, very similarly uh, when teaching other leaders in, in, in the church function is, is that, you know, people get so scared of fear. What I try to tell them is fear does, it can put you in a ball. It can put you in a, in a, in a, in a, in a suppression field, but it also can keep you alive. For instance, if I'm walking by a cliff, I know it's a hundred foot cliff. If I know I walk off that cliff, I'm going to die. Right. So what I do, I don't get close to the cliff, but sometimes you, you got to take somewhat of a close path to it to get around the curve, if you will. And, and this point in my life where I just had to bite, okay, I got to get a little close to the edge, but I know I'm not going to fall off. I just, keep on going straight and, and I'll get around the curve, you know? Yeah. Or as Jason likes to call it the bleeding edge, right? <laughs> bleeding edge. That's awesome. Believe it's the bleeding edge, man. There's no doubt about that, but, but business, you have to live on the blue. 
uh, you have to spend time there. You don't want to live there, but right. you got to spend some time there. There ain't no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. man. Now I, I love the conversation and, and what we've been able to uncover so far, just between the three of us and the flow that it had, because it left, I think, a serious impression for anyone listening on exactly what it means to pay the cost to be the boss, you know, <laughs> and, and how you could have done it sooner. But sometimes lessons like that, you know, it's far fewer and in between are people who learn it early. And hopefully people who are listening can can learn that from you and use that to propel their own trajectory, you know, or others can be reminded of a time they made a similar decision as well and can reflect on where they are now. I think both ways it serves to be valuable. Uh, with that said, there is really only a few things left to do in this episode. The first of which being we have supporters who make podcasts, conversations like this possible. And for this episode in particular, we have uh, Stephanie Emmett, who runs a company called The Right Stephanie, and that's W-R-I-T-E, right? The Right Stephanie. She's got she's a copywriter by trade and, you know, into the marketing world. And she herself has seen the struggles of what it means to be online and anyone who's ever tried to digitize their business will immediately come face to face with the fact that there's a lot of noise and how you write something matters big time. So if you ever found yourself going, ah, you know, I don't even know what I should be doing. I tried all the things and all the things aren't working. I wrote the thing and nobody cared. Well, there's a little bit of craft to it and uh, Stephanie can help you do that. So all you have to do is go to the right, again, that's W-R-I-T-E, stephanie.com. And she'll, and you enter the code war room, she'll give you 10% off and help you get to where you need to be. And that's the kind of person that you work with them once and you get a lot of value. So you don't have to worry about, you know, what that might entail. And that's why we're supported by them because we believe in them, right? We don't just take anybody on. So take that for what it's worth. And I want to now turn the conversation over to you again, JR. If people want to get a hold of you, connect with you, where should they go and what should they know? I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm on um Quite a few other places. I uh, you can email me at jr.edens, my last name, at firehousesubs.com. Um, I also have a, a podcast that's a little bit spiritually read with a spiritually led with a couple of uh, daddies. We actually call it the Daddy Discussions podcast. So you can reach me out there. Um, it's just three dads talking about how to be a dad. So uh, on, on there. And also, um, you can hit me up on all the social places, JR Lightlines, which is my former lighting setup. Uh, so, you know, any place like that, you can reach out to me. Right on, right on. Uh, now, before I turn it over to the final question, I want to just check in with Jason. You feeling good about it, Jason? Over here for the... Yeah, I All think right. so. Mm -hmm. So the grand finale, is, and I told you about this earlier, but it, it's something that we love asking everybody who's who comes on the show. And that is, Jerry, if you could have invited anybody to be a part of this room today, whether they're just listening or entering the discussion with us, who would you have loved to have had here and why? So again, I'm a pretty uh, spiritual person. And I, I think the easy answer when you're talking religion would be Jesus. Um, but I'm going to kind of pivot from that and actually go Paul. He's a man that wrote a lot of the New Testament. And um, he was also a very direct person. Whenever you read some of the stuff that he wrote, um, very, very, uh, very loving, very helping, but also very direct. And, and um, I would love to just have a conversation about 
you know, his, his journeys, he, he traveled all over the world at the known world at the time. I just love to have him on and just ask him some questions. So he'd be the person I would go to. Right on, right on. We, we must seek counsel where we find that it fuels the soul, you know, and in entrepreneurship and in business, never is it more important. And we can learn this from this conversation today to have faith, right. To have trust in the process is another way of saying it, but there's really, there's really only so much a human being can predict, right? And it's all based on current data. So you can't see into the future, but you have a gut feeling about how things are going. And that right there, that requires commitment because if you don't commit, you end up with, I think you called it the yips. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. And I think there's been some incredible lessons here that can be played back to back to back for anyone who really needs that convincing. Uh, With that said, it's tradition here for Jason to close us out. So I'm going to turn it over to him, but it's been a pleasure, man. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, this is a, it's a wonderful story of transitioning from, you know, a place you, you, a place maybe you wanted to be to then a place that it wasn't in your heart and then to a place now of, new right it's it's a new place it's it's exciting it's you're creating you're doing you're 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 making a difference and god what a better place to do it with firehouse subs my god that's a what a fantastic organization with an awesome mission right to to really help people um, and, and help our firefighters, you know, oftentimes people talk about, you know, well, our military and all this, I mean, I served for 23 years, but I personally support, support homes for heroes because it's not just military, it's military firefighters, police officers, you know, nurses, doctors, all these different, all the different service to, all those places serve our country in one way or another. Maybe it's not going across the pond with a weapon, but everybody doesn't need to do that to serve. Right. So, you know, thank you for, uh, you know, serving that community the way that you are. It's very, very important. And what you're doing is its own mission in itself. So be very proud of that for sure. Um, and, and I usually don't give shout outs, but last week we had, a fantastic uh, guest on that is, is part of the Tony's toy group. And, you know, as we're kind of going through life and, you know, there's so much going on, kids are inundated by screens, right? It's like, here, go sit down and watch iPad and do this, that, and the other, which, but we didn't even have that when we were kids. Right. And so they've created this interactive toy. It's a cube. And you take these, you know, animals, it's all themed and you pop it in there and then it's interactive. There's no screens. And it's like, we've forgotten how to have that tactile interaction stuff with our children. So uh, today I just been mentioning it on every podcast because it's a way for parents to get away from that. So it's tonys.com, T-O-N-I-E-S.com. And it's a fantastic toy. And I personally am endorsing it because I just think it's cool. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, thank you for being on the show. You know, we all have the same 168 and you took a little bit of time to come here and spend it with us. 
And I'm grateful for the time that we've had. Thank you very much, my friend. Thank you very much. It's been awesome. Right on. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.